Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? Then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. This is another episode where I am chatting with one of my in-salon hair clients. And we're having a different kind of conversations this, this time because she used to go to me a long time ago in the past, stopped coming to me, and then came back to me years later. And we are talking about reasons why clients leave us. And they're not always the reasons that we think. A lot of times we have a lot of insecurities around clients, why clients leave us. And sometimes it has nothing to do with us. It's a lifestyle change. It's a schedule change. It's all of the things. So I have brought on Sarah Hitchens to have a conversations with a open conversation with me, basically just hearing a client's perspective on things that us as stylists have a lot of limiting beliefs around. So I hope that this is helpful. Please, please, please enjoy it. I've really enjoyed um, having these interviews with my clients. And if you like this one, please go back to episode number 123, where I talk to another client about what they think about our communication with raising our prices. So if you enjoy these, let me know and do me a favor. I need you to leave a review. The more reviews I have, the more people that find this podcast. So I would absolutely appreciate it if you would go and leave an honest review in Apple reviews. I do not think Spotify does reviews, but I could be wrong and DM me if um, they do because I can't find it. (laughs) But please, please, please enjoy this episode and getting a little inside on what some of our clients Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I am so glad to be here. Feeling excited. So I started, I interviewed um, a client slash friend of mine a couple weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. it went a direction that I didn't expect in like the best way possible. So I really want to start kind of interviewing clients and getting their perspective on the limiting beliefs that we have as stylists. Ooh, okay. 
So before we start, who are you and what do you do? I am, my name is Sarah and I am a licensed professional counselor and I do, so I do therapy with kids and adults. Um, but I also do a lot of like administrative stuff. So overseeing people and murmur. Yeah. I love that you're a counselor too. Cause you know, I'm all about those kind of conversations. So yeah, you are. It's going to be good. So I want to start this with, um, okay. So Silas have this belief, right? That a lot of times when a client leaves them, that it's like their fault, right? They're maybe they did something wrong with the hair, especially if it's a client that they feel like they connect with. And a lot of times when clients leave, they don't really give an explanation. Sometimes they do, but a lot of times they just kind of disappear. And then we kind of put our worth on it. Like, oh, like it, you know, it's a personal thing. You left me for how many years? I left you for, it was pre-pandemic. I think I had just gotten pregnant. So 2019. Because I think I was still I, in the suite, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it was quite a few years. So I want to talk about this in, from a client's perspective. Yeah. yeah. So why'd you leave? <laughs> um, I, so I had just gotten pregnant, I think. And I had to prepare financially for the baby. And so um, you had a, a price increase or something. And I was like trying to work that into my budget. I'm like, I can't do it. Um, so I think I emailed you because you emailed the just saying like, hey, current folks, here's what's happening. Just want to like let you know. And you even gave people an out of like, I know this is, you know, a change, like, please feel free to email me back and let me know if this is like not going to work or whatever. Um, so I think I emailed you back and I was like, I really love you, but it's not going to make, it's not going to make financial sense for me. I'm not going to be able to do it. Right. Um, and so I stopped and then I went to somebody else. And then I stopped seeing them because they made it weird. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. Usually I have like, if I need to, even with therapists, like I've had therapists that I'm like, this isn't going to work between us. It's not going to work because, and that's like very mature of me, right? Like, right. wow, go me. But I didn't feel like I needed to do that with her. Are you comfortable talking about why it made it weird? Like why she made it weird? Yes. So she had like her own life change. And so she was just, whenever I was there, she was always offering other business things. So like, like, like what? Like, like I do, um, arts, like I, I do designing, I do, um, like landscape design stuff. So like she did all these things. And then she was like, I'm also, um, a Pilates instructor and I, you know, like all these things, she's like, I'd love to help you, you know? And it kind of made it awkward because well, you weren't there for that. I wasn't there for that. And at one point my boss was looking for like an interior design person. And so he was like, you know, I don't want to, we had looked at some of the pricing for people around bananas. And so I was like, you know what, maybe we should reach out to her. Like, 
maybe that would be a good idea, which I should have known that was just was not a good idea, but it was a bunch of like, we scheduled and then she canceled and then we'd schedule and then she'd cancel and then we'd schedule and she can't. And it was just like that happened four or five times. And so it's by the end good, of that, not I a was good like, then it just felt awkward. Like now it's just awkward. Like you, there's something not quite right happening. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. And also my financial situation had changed since, um, since 2019, the last time that I saw you. And so I was like, you know what, now's a good time to, and I was looking at pictures of my hair throughout the years. And I was like, when was my hair and my heart the happiest mm. when I saw Misty? Right. Um, <laughs> so I reached out to you afterwards. Um, but she did text me within the last few weeks and was like, Hey, just checking in. I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, not responding. To that. Right. Well, and I want, let's look, can, can you put your, are you allowed to put your counselor hat on for a second? In this oh episode? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, kind of like what I was saying, like, you know, as stylists, a lot of us take, take things and changes with clients. So personal yeah. as somebody who has left and come back, like, how yeah. do you, what, what would you say to a style? Like if I like, if I took it super personal and I was like, oh my gosh, like I missed you. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I would say actually, but like, yeah. what would you say? from a counselor's standpoint that might like, I don't want to say like make somebody feel better, but like make somebody feel better. <laughs> so I think sometimes we are very egocentric when we're trying to blame something for a thing that has happened. That's hurtful. Right. Right. Um, Brene Brown always says that blame is the discharge of like hurt and pain. And so when we're trying to blame somebody for something, we're looking for a way to like explain the pain so that, or, or like blame someone. So we understand what happened. Um, and in these particular situations, like you could have been like, I'm feeling hurt that Sarah just stopped coming. Right. But then like going back to the, we we're creating these narratives that are narratives and not based on actual fact. Right. Right. Like there's no objective information unless I came to you and I said like, Hey, love you. Also hate the way you do my hair. That's right. Objective. Um, but like usually people just leave and then it's up to us to come up with a narrative of like, well, why was it? Because I, I didn't, you know, do their hair well enough is because they didn't like me. Am I not likable? You know, um, am I hard to work with, but our narratives are also very indicative of the things that we're insecure about. Yes. And I was going to add, that was going to be my next thing is like, is a narrative even necessary or is it, I know that our mind like automatically does it, but like, is it needed? Oh, you froze. Oh, you're back. I'm back. Are you back? Yeah. Yes. Did you hear no. me? No. Okay. So my question was, is I know like we all have these narratives in our head, right? Like, are they needed? Like, like, are they necessary? Our brain says, yes. Our brain says there is a gap of information here and I need to fill it in. Mm. Like I need, I need to understand what happened here. And so 
but our brain is kind of scummy and that we go to usually the things that are like pain points. We're like, oh, I'm, I'm insecure about my ability to do this job. So it must've been that it must've been that I I'm just not good at, at my job. Right. What if it's, what if it's, you moved your salon and you're now so far away from them that they're like, I can't, you right. know, like it's not about you. It's just like, I only have an hour and a half that I can like get my hair cut. And if I drive 40 minutes each right. way, like then I can't, it's, it's not going to work for me. And so I think sometimes those practical pieces are things that people don't want to say, right? Like, I don't want to have to be like, Hey, so, um, it's, 40 minutes now instead of 20. And like, I can't, you know, like, yep. Yeah. Say that. I don't want to say that. I don't say that. Honestly, I think you're probably the first, you may be the only, well, maybe not the only, you might've been one of the very few people that I had ever ballsed up to be like, Missy, this doesn't fit my budget. Right. Right. But I knew I could do that because you and I, well, that's your thing is like, communication, being conscious of money. Yes. Right. So I always felt safe talking to you about that because you understood and were very like, yeah, that's a practical consideration. Yeah. And I think that that's an important thing for Silas to hear, you know, because again, I think there's like, even this conversation, even having this, I was a little nervous about like, what if you say something that like does hurt me? Like, you know what I mean? But like, but it's an important conversation to have. And it's an important conversation. In my opinion, it's important conversation for other people to hear. You know, and I think that that happens in the salon all the time where, I mean, like if you came in and like, you didn't like the haircut, right? It happens Mm -hmm. all the time, all the Mm -hmm. time. I didn't like Mm -hmm. the way this was. I didn't like the way that was, but Mm -hmm. sometimes people take it so personal that they're like not good at their job and like they, they fuck up all the time. And it's Mm -hmm. not true. Mm -hmm. We're human beings, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that when we understand that and we are able to, you know, convey to our clients that like, Hey, I'm a human. I make mistakes. Not everything's going to work for you that works for me and vice versa. And having that conversation and being okay with whatever the outcome is there. I think that that breeds more trust. It, you know, I'm all about trust and integrity. Like, I think that that helps your business in the long run. And I love what you said about like moving salons far away or something, because there's so many factors, right? Yeah. There are so many, I used to get facials all the time. Financially, Mm -hmm. I just don't anymore. I used to get lash extensions all the time, time and finances. I just don't anymore, you know, and maybe one day I will again, you know, and, and I hope that the person, if I were to go to somebody, leave somebody and love them, that they would be understanding if I wanted to come back. Cause it's really like my life choices, not so much like I didn't like what you did, which is where our minds go a lot of the times. Yeah. And I think too, it has a little bit to do with expectations Mm. that we set on other people. Mm. So like as a therapist, I feel like I experience this a lot where people come in and they're like, they don't know what to expect. And so they're like, well, aren't you gonna, you know, whatever, like, do I lay on the couch? couch? Yeah. Yeah, Like, (laughs) am I going to tell you about my dreams? Like, no, but also like, if we're talking about a stylist, do I expect everyone to come in and to always love what I do and to always agree with me and for it always to fit them? That's not realistic either. 
right? Like that's not realistic. And so I think sometimes we need to think more deeply about when there are those pieces that are just not matching up. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. How do you have those hard conversations that are uncomfortable? How do you have them? Like right. they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. So people just choose not to, they avoid having the conversation. And then we create these crazy narratives where we're yep. like, is that not good enough? Yeah. It's so true. I mean, the amount of times that something would happen in the salon, whether it be something I messed up on, something not turning out the way I wanted, somebody leave, whatever. And me coming home and literally laying in bed and thinking, I, this isn't the career for me. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like the amount of times that I have thought that in the last 20 years and, and it's crazy because it's one tiny thing. And I don't think about all the thousands of beautiful, wonderful parts of it. I only focus on that one tiny, too short a bang trim, or you know what yep. I mean? Like yep. that one negative thing. And, and it will literally debilitate you sometimes. And I'm curious how many, I wonder if there's a statistic on this of how many young stylists quit early because of this. I would, I'm going to have to Google that now. You should Google that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, I can only imagine that if you, and like, if you have negative experiences, so also assuming that the people who are coming to you are like really like healthy people, if they're not healthy people and they're having like confrontations with you and making you feel like this is your fault, that they are so dissatisfied, even though the reality is, is that they're dissatisfied with everything. And they yelled at the girl at Starbucks because she didn't put enough foam in her coffee. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) And I think it's important to add this in the conversation too, is like, so say for example, say I did that price increase and I got 20 people sending me emails saying that they're not coming back because of it. That is a problem on my side. You know what I mean? Like that, that is where, okay, I did, I did something with my business that shouldn't have been done. Right. Like, so I think that just in this conversation, moving further away, changing your schedule, changing your prices, like you're going, it literally, like, I want to say like you lose 3% every time you make a change in your business or it's something like that. I could be wrong, but it's like the natural kind of shedding of the business. But if it's higher than that, you do have to do some self-reflection. Yeah. Because on the internet nowadays, everyone's telling you what to do with no context. Like I could sit here all day long and tell you, oh, raise your prices, raise your prices. But if you're not offering the value and you're not booked out and you're not, you know, all of these things, that's probably Mm -hmm. not the best option. So I just wanted to throw that in there for anyone listening. (laughs) Oh, I think we froze again. That's wise. Oh, wait. Am I back? Am I back? I hear you. You're back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Would you like to add to that from a client's perspective? <clears throat> you know, just in general, I think making too many um, changes at once for anyone is hard because we love predictability. Our brains love predictability. We love knowing what's going to happen. And when there's something that, that alters that it's hard. And some people are better at adapting to change. Oh, you're breaking up again. I don't know if you can hear me. Of my business or uh, Ah. I moved um, 
Am I back? Am I back? Am I gone? All right, you're back again. But we lost all that a second ago. <laughs> Maybe I'll hook up to my Wi-Fi. I don't know why it's doing that. I know, like your little oh, it's like yellow and red over here in the corner where you're my thing is okay. Yeah. Let me just let me put my hotspot on then. Uh, and of course now it's like perfect. <laughs> of course it is. Um, but I will say like simple things like moving or changing your hours or prices or um, I'm only doing certain things now. Like that's like the other day you were like, yeah, I'm only doing um, cuts and colors. And I was like, that is Uh, I don't know if you can hear me, but you're paused again. No sound. Oh, back. you're back. You're okay. back. Okay. okay. All right. Say that again. So the simple, the changes like that, I'm only doing cuts and colors. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. Even, even that I was like, wow. And people can hang with that. And you're like, yeah, I just like refer them out to other people. I'm like, yeah, people are just like changes like that can be a lot for people. And, and so, and you're dealing with people who love mm -hmm. predictability and who love like that same good, you know, like, yep, it's true. Predictability. It's true. And it is, it's hard to make changes in the hair world for sure. I mean, I think that that was, you know, when I stopped doing hair in 2020, it was easier for me to break up with every single one of my clients and just stop doing hair completely than it would have oh. been to make the changes that I needed like across the board, yep. which I, I don't that. recommend for anyone listening. That is not, I'm not <laughs> saying to do that. <laughs> break up with everyone and start burn it all down. Yeah. 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 Like, like I don't necessarily recommend that. Um, we can chat about that in another podcast episode, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it's very hard and especially people who like, I had clients that I loved, but I didn't love their services right? Yeah. Like I didn't necessarily love the way they liked their haircut. And like, yep. and when I came back, I was like, I only want to do what I love. And if yeah. I'm only going to work one day a week because I want to, I'm going to do what I want to do. And granted, I am now 20 years in the industry. Again, if you are listening, this is not something you do in year two. This is not something you do in year five. Like you have to like work your way to be able to make the, the day that you want in the way that you want it, in my opinion. Yep. Um, but I don't feel guilty about it anymore. You know, if somebody reaches mm. out, well, I want a haircut and I'm like, oh, well I don't do haircut only, but here are all these amazing people who do. Yeah. And I think kind of letting go of that ego side of me that I'm the only one who can take care of somebody, which is not true either. I love that you said that. I love that you said that. I think that about as a therapist, mm -hmm. I think about that as me as a therapist, when people come in, I'm like, I am not the answer for everybody. Mm -mm. Like it would be okay. If someone were to come in and be like, your style and the way that you do this is not working. For me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's true. I'm trained in a certain way, just like you, you do the things that you love. I only do the things I love and I don't mess with the other stuff. So like, yep. I might not be people's answer. And again, I think that goes back to expectations. Like, do I assume that every person that walks in, I'm going to be their answer? Because if that's the case, then when they tell me that I'm not, that's going to destroy me. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. I will say in in the hair world, it's a lot harder. Well, and same with you. It's hard because people do get attracted to a personality. You know, I mean, so many people went to other people when I wasn't working and then came back and they were like, my hair was fine, but they weren't you. Almost everyone said that. (laughs) Um, As somebody who loves you, I get that, especially when you're doing something for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anyone else that I could hang with for four hours and not feel like I'm going to explode afterwards. Right. I love you. Yeah, that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. So that does make it a little bit more difficult, but I do know there's people out there that can make all of my clients happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm glad to know that because again, I think, you know, I just, I love hairstylists. So I'm glad to know that there's awesome ones out there everywhere. But, yeah. um, so, all right. I'm trying to think what were we talking about when you were in the salon? We we're talking about shampoo and conditioner. Cause I know I wanted to chat about that a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Now. You wanted to know about my perspective on like, because now I love all the products. Yes. <laughs> recommended and before you, nothing has changed about your recommendations. P.S. Right. They've remained the same. Yeah. I'm so just now actually using them. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. So let's just shift yeah. gears because yeah. again, I have so many clients that I will recommend some, they'll complain about something about their hair. I recommend it. And they still in their mind, they're like, eh, I'll find it at target. I'll find it on Amazon, whatever. Um, yeah. so talk to me a little bit about your experience. Okay. I am a person, I'll just give you background who never considered prior to you what that shampoo, like that shampoo, that there was a difference. <laughs> right. I was like, Oh, I'll just get whatever. Right. I'll just put whatever in my hair. And then you would be like, so no, um, <laughs> no. And you helped me to understand kind of the science behind like some of these shampoos and what they leave in my hair. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I would always be like, Oh, but for some reason when I was younger and I just, I didn't have First of all, I didn't have a financial like plan. I was just kind of like living whatever, right? Paycheck to paycheck. Um, but I didn't think it mattered. I was like, yeah, I hear her, but but also we were still young in our relationship. Right, right. There was, was there wasn't the trust, trust yet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was like, it can't be that big of a deal. Like, it's fine. Um, but it wasn't. And so now I'm in a different financial situation and I just got so tired of not liking my hair and how it would like frizz out and get crazy and get dry, you know, and all the things. And so eventually I got to the place where I was like, listen to the experts. And so you gave me, I think the link to your, your thing. And there was a coupon. It was actually faster than Amazon. Yeah. It was so fast. Yeah. (laughs) It was so fast. And there was something about like, you know, I got the things. And then when I did, when I did use them, I mean, I went from washing my hair, like, you know, three, four, five times a week to being able to do it twice because I had good products that were like making my hair happy instead of sad. Right. Um, and then every time I feel like I would just text you and be like, Hey, 
what do I do with this? And you're like, oh, there's a product for that. And then I would get that product. And I'm like, damn, I can't believe that my hair can look this good. And I haven't been listening to this. Well, let me ask you this question. If you would have known that your hair would have looked this good with these products, would you have bought them when you were in a different financial situation? Yeah. 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 I would have prioritized that because I also realized that like hair is important. Like going out and feeling good about what is sitting atop of my head when Mm -hmm. I'm at work or when I'm meeting people or, you know, like that matters. And so maybe it's a little bit of like me being more self-aware of like, this matters to me. It's important how I feel like my hair looks. It's a confidence Um, crown. Yes. (laughs) I just made that up by the way. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it is. It's really, I don't think I realized how important it was. And then when COVID happened and I didn't see anyone and my hair was just like, Oh, I was like, this can't keep happening. Like this makes me feel sad. Right. Right. It's so sad. It just brings you down all the way around. It does. And so, I mean, I've gotten just what three or four recommendations from you since I started seeing you again in September, I think. And my hair is like so good. And now there's, it's so happy. And now there's not a time where I'm like, I used to think, oh, I just need to go see Misty so that my hair will look good again. Right. That was my thought. Like, oh, it just must be a, like, I just need her to go in and like make it look good again. But the reality was, is that half of that was you and your styling, but also half of it was like the products that you used to make my hair happy again. And so I think if I had maybe understood that, that like, when I'm like, Oh, I need to see Misty. It's really like, girl, you need to take care of your hair regularly with better products is what it is like, which, and it's all about the education of it. Right. And it's good to know in the future, if God forbid something were to happen financially again, you know, you could, okay, well, I'm just going to use these products to make my hair feel better and not necessarily feel like you have to be in the salon as much or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So now I know how to do it at home. Right. So like every day is a Misty day. Right. Oh, I like that. I love that. Um, I just want you to know how grateful I am for you having this conversation with me on here. I mean, grateful for you for a million other reasons. Um, you know, I love our conversations. I'm going to ask you one more question. Yeah. So this, and this is one that I like asking, um, clients as well. So Mm -hmm. what does being a cash confident stylist mean to you as a client? Ooh, a cash confidence. You know what? I think it means that they know their own value and are able to put a, uh, create a, uh, a financial equivalent to what their value is. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Like that they have confidence and like, you know what, this is what I bring to the table and here's what it's worth. Right. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Sarah, thank you so, 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 so much. Um, again, I mean, I feel like you and I could talk about all kinds of topics. So if you ever want to come back on, 
I always do. <laughs> yes. You just let me know. Like if you think of something that you feel like the hair world or the beauty industry would be beneficial for, I'm not even kidding. Like text me and we'll do this again. Cause I, uh, I like it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.